Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. So I'm Lawi. In my day-to-day -day work, I'm a consultant. I do consulting on business processes. I'm married to one, Caro, a beautiful lady, and hey. <laughs> yeah, I thank God. Um, I'm so passionate about positive masculinity and authentic leadership. That's, I feel God has led me to, to serve in that area. And mine is, I feel in where we are right now as a country, where we are right now as the world, it would have been different if men, we were able to take our places. What, we were able to execute what God really meant us to be to be the leaders and to serve him. And that's where I've, I feel I've been called eh, in my day to day. I, I really love to speak to men. I, and since God's blessed, uh, God blessed me with ears, I have good listening skills and it's hard for men to speak, but when they speak, they, it takes a lot of effort and I give my all my ears. So that's, that's in me. So today we are going to speak from the book of John, John 13, from verse 34 to 35. And the background of John 13, this was when Jesus had, was coming to the end of his journey. And he was just taking through guys like the disciples, just talking to them. At the time when you are leaving, you need to give your instruction, final instructions. And I believe as leaders, that's the a critical time because you want, when you leave, things not to fizzle out, but your followers to take it up a notch higher. So you just want to reinforce the teachings which you've, you've made to them. So this was the time uh, Jesus came and after the meal, he washed the disciples' feet, which was just about service. He talked about Judas, who will come to... Uh, so, and in between this, it's when he said in John 13, 34 to 35, as, as I read, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And today, I just want us to just go back. I know we've heard of this word so much, but I feel it was what all through this year, I've been feeling that what we lack in our society right now is the love, and not just the normal love we experience, Christ's love. Because right now, everyone is on. It feels like we are everyone for himself, God for us all. So, and that's where I want to draw my, I don't want to say someone because I don't think I'm a preacher. <laughs> uh, yeah, my sharing with you guys today. So if you look at the verse, it says, just as I've loved you, so love one another. So this was not something which he was expecting the disciples to, to do, which was new. He had shown the example to them for them to, to follow. So he, he was saying that, I have shown you how love is supposed to be. 
I have worked with you. I've done all these things. So now it's my expectation for you to take it a notch higher. It's for you now to take it a notch higher, to portray, to be the reflection of Christ's love to the, to the, to the generations. It's not about you. It's, I believe as Christians we are a reflection of Christ's love to the society. God loves the, the world through us. We are a reflection of, of Christ in the society. Another thing he said is, is just, by this everyone would know that you are my disciples. So if we proclaim that we are Christians, if we proclaim that we are followers of Christ, then the bare minimum which is expected of us, it's love. I don't have to say anything. I don't, want, I don't have to come and say I'm a believer for someone to know. But my actions should speak of Christ's love to, to, to one another. And I was asking, so why is it that love is that important? Why is it that love is that important? Because we believe the why never changes. The why is constant. The what and how would change but the why is usually the background. So in my going through the verse, I, I found that one, why love is this important? It's because God is love. And this we can find in 1 John 4, 8, where God says, God is love. So God himself is love, and we are reflections of, we are a reflection of God in us. So love should be part of our, part of our DNA. Nothing you can do without love because God is love. The second thing, why love is that important, we say that. We love, we love because Christ loved us. And this you find in 1 John 4, 19. Christ loved, her, loved us, so we need to love. And uh, so it's, it's not new. He he set up the standard of how love should be. So it's for us to emulate the love that Christ gave us. And I felt this is a Sabbath today because Christmas is a time for us to share love, for us to celebrate. And so at this time, are we able to, are we showing the Christ's love to one another? And I, I, I loved it during the corona period, I believe most churches took it upon themselves to, to show Christ's love to the, to the need in the society. And that's what love it is. So he said, Christ loves us. And it made me look at this. How did Christ love us? And one, he gave up his son for us. He sent Christ to us. And that's the reason we are celebrating Christmas, because the birth of Christ in us. Two, he was able to Christ was able to take all our sins. Him not being without sin, he took all our sins for us on the cross. So that was the love of Christ. And another thing how Christ loved us was his unconditional love. Despite our sinful nature, Christ still loves us so much. I, I can't believe if we... If Christ was to love us the way we love each other, you know, us we love based on feeling, but him, he says, no matter what you're doing, 
even when guys, uh, the Pharisees would question him, he would still portray his love. He never measured the love based on how he received it. And that's, I believe that's what he calls us to be, to give unconditional love. It's not based on our emotions. It's not based on what someone does for us, but just to give it how he's supposed, because he said, love just as I have loved you. I have shown you the example. It's for us to, to be able to do that. And in this, I usually say, at, at, the end of, at the end of the time, when you come face to face with Christ, one, in the, one of the questions he'll ask us is just to account for, <laughs> for what he gave us. So I, I believe when I talk to men, I usually say, God will, tell, will ask you, like, just as Adam, so what did he do? And uh, my, my answer would be, uh, uh, I usually try so much to say that. I don't want to be ad- as Adam to say, Lord, it's the woman you gave me. But I want to be God say, God, you gave me this, and this is what I was able to do with it. I gave it my all, no matter what happened with us. And that's, I believe that's the unconditional love. It's not what we, we, we give out based on what we receive, but doing as how Christ called us to be. Doing as how Christ portrayed his love for us. So my belief is that at that time when all of us are we are to account before Christ. So what did he do on earth? We'll be confident enough to say, Lord, this is what I did. And for God to say, good and faithful servant, welcome home. Despite uh, not him to say, hey, I don't know you. Because he said, without love, you can't say that you love Christ if you don't love one another. So that. The other thing which I said, why love Right, love. We find it in Romans 13, 8 to 10, which says, Love fulfills all laws. If uh, I saw that this was the, if you want to, to be in line with Christ, if you want to put to do all the commandments He calls us to do, the easier thing is just to exercise love because He says, Love fulfills all laws. Do not steal, do not murder, do not. All those do not. The one action which you can do is show love, and you fulfill those laws. So I felt these are the. I came up with these three. Why should we love? Why is our basis of love? I felt that these three is that God is love. Because He first loved us, and love fulfills all laws. And I believe that's why it's the hardest of all to do. Why love is the hardest, because if it fulfills all laws, <laughs> then it's, it's the hardest. Because if we are to portray Christ's love, his love is not that easy. It's a <laughs> and we are human. Him is God, as we are human. So to portray, it's not easy. And that's why we are finding that it's not easy to do that. And to move forward, we look at, okay, so if that's why we should love. So what is love? in the background. What is love in the background? And with this, I usually like this, these verses about love, and it's in First Corinthians 13, 1 to 13. And I know most of us know it often, and just to calm my nerves, I'll ask my wife just to, to read First Corinthians 13, 1 to 13.
Thank you. And I said, this is the verse which speaks to me when I say I love you. This is the verse which but it speaks to me what love is. And it says, love is patient, love is kind. And sometimes it gets to a time where I replace the word love with my name. And I say, love is patient, love is kind. And there are the places where you are not well, you will squinch when you say that and uh, and i'll ask us to try that and put, instead of love just put your name and you see where you need because for me i say one of the areas where i'm struggling with is quick to anger and i'm a work in progress my wife would attest to that because all others i look i say patient got it uh, yeah and if we just take this definition of love and put it in our current society and look at our current society how it is are we able to say as Christians as the body of Christ are we following this example of what love is because one it says love is patient but look at the generation right now we are we are at an instant we are an instant generation I want to today I plant tomorrow I'm harvesting I start working today, tomorrow I'm driving a Range Rover. And that's not what love is. Love is, love is patient. We need to, to wait. Let us look at love is kind. Go to social media nowadays and you find that the guys are saying, hey guys, let's be kind to one another. We don't know what people are going through. Because all, all what is happening is that we say it as it is. That's how we are, we are right now, how our society is right now. We say it as it is. We don't care how you'd feel it, so long as I say it, how I, what's correct for me. And we are not kind to our, uh, we say, love does not envy, does not boast. Uh, right now, if I don't show it off, how would you know that? Uh, yeah, it's, I need to do, I need to do it. So we find that right now, our society, if we portray, we look at it, in what love is, the values Christ tells us what love is, we find that we are almost going to the negative. Let's say love is not self-seeking. Wow, this is the, the area where I find in Nasa, country Kenya, we are really lacking, self-seeking. Right now, everyone is what's in for me. Whatever I do, I just have to look at what's in for me. What's in for me. The corruption we're experiencing is because everyone is looking at their own, their own side. What am I going to get this? So the things which are going to 
be of benefit to the to the society, sometimes they're not being done because someone feels that they're not getting something out of it. And that's, that's the reality we are in right now. And I read because I say, no matter how many BBIs we come around, no matter how many good constitutions we make, if we don't kill the self-serving spirit that is in us right now, we are going in circles. And that's what I usually like to say. It's, guys, let's just look back and see, are we really practicing Christ's love? Are we really practicing Christ's love? Or have we gotten to a place that whereby we've come up with our own definition of love? We say love is not self-seeking, but we've come up with a definition of self-love. Before I can love you, I need to love myself. We are coining words to suit our situation. We are coining God's words to suit our situation, which is not, which is not well. So, if we look at what love is in First Corinthians, and we rate ourselves as individuals, as a country, we are really falling as a, as a church. And we are saying, if we do anything without love, then it's nothing. You're not. If if I, I I come during Christmas, I go gift all the street kids, but I'm not doing it at the point of Christ's love. It's a show of. I'm not. I'm not. It's not amounting any anything. And for for us we, to move forward, we look at then how is it? How is the love of Christ portrayed? If love is kind, love is patient, love is self-seeking, love never fails. So how is it, how is it portrayed in the day-to-day church? And one example, I look at it, when the, the, the disciples go there, told them, this is the command I give you, love one another. How did they take it forward? And we look in the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 33 to 34, we find that at that time, the disciples, as they were was, was starting the journey after Christ has left them, we find that there was no needy among them. They were able to take care of each and everyone in the, in the, in the church. Anyone who had a need, people would go out of their way to come and support. So that's one of the elements of Christ, that in each and every place we are, we are are we able, to, as a church, are we able to look at the needs which are around us and be able to take, to meet those needs? Because that's the love of Christ. That's the love of Christ. And I believe Christ never, doesn't bless us for us to keep it on ourselves. Christ never, uh, we are not blessed for our own pleasure, but Christ blesses us so that we can be a blessing to the others. We can portray his love to others. And how are we going about it? If we look at our society, the street kids are, are there, things are not running, the corruption is there. So is it that, what are we doing to the needs which are around us? So that's one way uh, where we see that Christ love it. And the other one, we find it on First John 4, 19 to 21, where it says, we love because Christ loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or a sister, is a liar. 
For whoever does not love his brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must love their brother and sister. This is how we portray Christ's love. You, I can't say that I'm a believer, yet I'm holding a grudge against another person. I can't say I love Christ, yet the people who are around me, I can't associate with them. So which Christ are you serving? Because say God is love. Which God are you portraying to the people? If you, you have specific people who you love, specific people you don't. That's, uh, that beats the logic. You can't, you, that can't be the case. So another way to portray Christ's love is, as we said, unconditional love. You don't give your love, any percent, 90%. That's not Christ's love. Christ's love is constant all through. And as we said, we are believers of Christ, then we need to show love. I can't show love. I can't say that I praise God. I know it's like me not mefika, but at home I'm not at peace with my wife. That's, that's, that's not the real love of Christ. Love of Christ, he said, if you love God, then you love the people around you. The other, the other way which we see Christ's love in the, in, in the book is on, in Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 36, where, where Christ said, I, I know this has been spoken, and that's why we are finding the love, love issue is hard because of what Christ says. But you, you who are listening, I say love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who ill-treat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold the shirt with, with you. If we jump to verse 32... If you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is it to you? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that for you? Even sinners lend to the sinners expecting to be repaid in full but love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to get anything back, then your reward will be great and you'll be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father has been merciful. That's the example of what Christ's love is all about. You don't love the people who love you back. You love the people who hate you. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. You can imagine, this is, uh, let's put it in our, in our day-to-day work. This is your boss who is mistreating you. And here you are. I love you, boss. You are the best. It, yeah, but that's what, Christ, that's what Christ calls us to be. We don't love because, as we, we started, we don't love because they love us back. We love because Christ loved us. We love because Christ is love. We are, not, we are not doing it because we want to. 
we are supposed to do it. We are not doing it. Ile nikifil, nisifil, lo sijisiki kulove, leona jisikia. It's not that way. It's constant because Christ loved us and he gave us the example for us for us to follow. So I find that it's for us to go beyond our comfort zone, beyond just loving one another. Because you say, if you love the people who love you, what credit is that to you? Everyone does that. Even sinners, those who don't, those who don't know Christ, they still do that. So you can't say you are a Christ follower by doing what other. You need to go beyond. You need to go beyond that. And that's how, as a church, we need to portray Christ's love to the, to the society. And uh, as I end, I, I, I say, so what's next? What's next? So after we've loved this, what's next? And I, I look at Proverbs 21, 21. And this verse really, I think that's why I'm speaking of love, because this verse, when I was doing the Genesis to Revelation challenge, this, this verse was like a a wow moment for, for me, an aha moment for me. Because all through we've had the seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. But every time I was asking myself, what is this kingdom of God? What are all these other things? So when I came to this verse, it, it was like a Edison's bulb moment, like wow, I've, I've invented something, I've learned something new. And it says, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God is love. That's the kingdom of God to my interpretation of this verse. When I connected seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and Proverbs 21, 21, it came to me that the kingdom of God is love. If we, if we, if we pursue love and righteousness, then these other things which we are told, these other things are one life. Who doesn't want life? We want to live a life, but we want to live a life worth of the calling. Who, want, who doesn't want prosperity? Each and every one of us, we are striving for us to be prosperous. And who doesn't want honor? So the kingdom of God is love. And all these things which are added to you is life, prosperity and honor when you practice life you are assured of love pro prosperity and honor because that's what God's word says and God's word is true and he's a faithful God he never is not like man to lie not, not like man to change his mind what he says he does what he promises he fulfills so if he says that if you pursue righteousness and love I'll give you life, I'll give you prosperity, I'll give you honor. He means that. And most of us, we are looking, we strive to look for, <laughs> to live a life by our own material ways. We strive for prosperity. And prosperity, some of us, is the cars, the, <laughs> the, the money we have in the bank accounts, the Lord. But that's not true prosperity. Prosperity comes from the Lord. Yeah, and then also what next after after we practice love, we find it in Luke six, verse thirty eight, and it says, "Give and it shall come back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over." 
and the same measure you give others, that's the same measure God If I love you by Ilea, drop your eye drop, that's, that's the love which will be given to me because I believe in all what we do, we are, we are planting seeds. If you plant a seed of scarcity, you'll reap a harvest of scarcity. If you plant a, a seed of abundance, you reap a seed of abundance. And our work is for us just to plant and to water. God is the one who makes it grow. So it's not in vain when we love. It's not in vain when we exercise love to those who hate us. But there's a reward at the end of it. And the word, reward is said, it shall come back to you. The same measure you give, the same measure that will come back. So uh, what is it about? Why, why did I come to, to share? It's, it's, it's the Christmas season. It's the season to... to and we wonder, so how are we sharing Christ's love to the others? In this Christmas season, how are we sharing Christ's love to the others? I know we'll go with our families, enjoy it, but what gift are we going to give to the others? And I believe some of us, the gift will be just to forgive someone. As Christ forgave us, we just come and say, despite me having this grudge with you for all this year, it's forgive. That's my gift for you. For others, it will be just to just call on someone, uh, a long lost friend who may say, ah, see, just call up and just check on them. That could be the gift because that's what Christ calls us to be. To others, the gift to just be saying, it's not what I want. I'll be able, I'll sacrifice what I want and and, and do it for you because Christ's love is not self-seeking. It's not just about me, but the glory of Christ. And I believe if each of us would be able to draw back to the love of Christ, what Christ gave us, I believe the world would be a, a, a different place. If each of us was able just to love your neighbors how you love yourself, I believe the world would be, would be a different place. And for me, I believe this would be a cure to the aliens we are seeing in this country, the aliens we are seeing in this world, if we go back to the love of Christ. And I would say, as we go to this Christmas season, are we able to look at opportunities where we can be, we can spread Christ's love? Are we looking at our, to the needs of our society to see where can, where can I be a blessing to the other person? And with that, we make this our place. So my word to you as we I come to the end is let's spread Christ's love.